0: Hi and welcome to A Novel Ending Podcast. We're your hosts, Joanna and Kat. We chat about all things revisions.
1: The fun stuff, the not so fun stuff, and the seriously, I've written like 10 novels now. Why
0: doesn't this get any easier stuff? Join us while we share our enthusiasm and tips to help you tackle your next draft before it tackles you. Hi everyone. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the final steps of combing through a finished draft.
1: But first we have a question of the day, and today's question is would you rather be able to read only the first book of a series or the
0: last? Hmm. Do you have an easy answer for this one? The first, yeah. yeah.
1: The last would just be evil. Wouldn't I? I don't know. I <laughs> think I'd
0: rather I think I'd rather write the first book of a series and read the last book of a series. <gasps> really? Because I always I feel like that writing the first book of the series is always kind of exciting like the setup and the thinking and the you know et cetera, et cetera. that might be one of my favorite parts of writing as the beginnings but isn't the last well no the last book is not always the best book actually when you're reading I would say with the series I've read over the
1: years it's been hit or miss whether or not it's the first or the last book that's the best.
0: I agree. There was definitely a time in reading a little bit ways back where I felt like the last books were actually my least favorites, but we don't have to get into that. Um, but I would say that in general, everything culminates in the last book, right? So to some extent, you would assume that that would be where a lot of the exciting, rich unveiling of things happens.
1: Yeah. I just recently finished a series. It's a middle grade series and, and I won't say it, but the first book is fantastic, like legit creepy for middle grade. And the fourth and final book in the series is one of the most disappointing like series ends I've ever read. And I was like, no. <sighs> so I think maybe because that's very fresh in my mind. That's why I'm like, oh, first book, like hands down first book. Yes.
0: That was an easy answer for you
1: that one. It was. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a way we could, like, rephrase this question of, like, first book or
0: the middle book or, like, something. Because I feel like the middle ones get a bad rap a lot of times. They do. And actually, there is a series by Mary Pearson. Um, It's the – no, I'm not going to remember which one. But the second of one of her trilogies is perhaps one of my favorite fantasy novels.
1: Wow. That's
0: really cool. Yeah. After we're done recording, you have to tell me – Well, everyone else might want to know too. I think it's the kiss of dark. No, that's not right. Okay. Well, maybe we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. We'll put it in the
1: show notes. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm really. That's really intriguing. Yeah,
0: definitely. And I I mean, I enjoyed the first book enough to read the second book, which is a hard sell for me. I'm pretty bad about DNFing novels. Um, and I'm also pre- pretty bad about not reading sequels. And even books that I want to read the sequel to, for whatever reason, it takes me like often a year or two to actually get there, which doesn't make sense to me. You would think that if you're excited about it, you just want to jump into, you know, the second book. But And this happened with this one too. I I bought the second book and I just didn't read it and I didn't read it and I didn't read it. And when I did, I was like, this is a perfect book.
1: Wow. So. Yeah. I always think that, you know, if you could clone yourself and like your clone would only ever just read books, I would have my clone finish all the series that (laughs) I started that I, you know, had every intention of of finishing, but you know, mm-hmm. we talked about this before. There's just too many books out there. Too many books.
0: Yeah. Not enough time. Yeah, for sure. So we are talking about proofreading here, right? Or like copy editing if you're um, doing a final pass before sending it to an agent. What would you consider a finished draft? When are you finishing your draft? Yeah, I think for the sake of this conversation, and maybe it's just for like you and I are
1: at in our like, writing career, Uh, Yeah, I think of the finish, quote, final draft as the draft you would send out on Query or the draft you would send to your agent before, like, they would go on sub with Mm -hmm. it. So it's not the, like, the the one that's going to end up in bookstores or on Amazon, that kind of thing.
0: Well, or if you're an indie pub, then it's the draft before. Sending to copy editors, you think? Yes, well, and I guess there's definitely a more final note. Even after I send my books to copy editors... I proofread them and I have usually two or three other people proofread them after copy editors as well. Oh, okay. I feel like I knew that, but forgot. So, yes, I try to send the copy editor as finished of a draft as I can, but I'm also, like, double checking it more than one time because that's how many published novels I find errors in and, you know, indie or traditional pub. So, Mm yeah. Okay, so Joanna, do you want to give your first kind of thing that they do? My first tip. My first tip, which I feel like is maybe one of the more common tips, is to read it in a different format than normal. So normally you're looking at your computer screen and you're reading it on there, and you've made changes. But either printing it out or reading it on Kindle, literally any other way to see it than how you've been looking at it will hopefully change the picture that you're looking at enough that your eyes will catch more things.
1: I always print mine out on physical paper, just having it on paper. And I think because to me, like when you print it out, it's like closer to book format than, you know, as a just kind of digital Mm -hmm. document on your computer. So, yeah, I catch things all the time and and I use, you know, like the pretty colored pens and things like that. Because when I catch errors, I at least want them to look pretty. <laughs> so I'll, like, circle things and then I actually, like, highlight the upper right corner of the page so I know to go back to it. What happens is I usually find an error on every single page so it just turns into this, like, big rainbow mess, but... <laughs>
0: And so are these real errors that you're finding, like grammatical errors or spelling errors, or are they just sort of like line edits that you want to change?
1: Yeah, I think it's more line edity stuff, like the occasional like comment and whatnot, but it'll be something like, oh, like, I don't need that word and just like crossing out Mm -hmm. a word or like switching up. A word here or there. Mm -hmm. So it's nothing like at this point, like in the like, you know, finished draft phase, it's very small, super nitpicky stuff, like things that, you know, if I sent to my agent, the book would read totally fine. But I'm so anal and nervous and, you know, want to catch all those things. So
0: let's rewind for a second to and go back to that where like, I guess if I am sending something to an agent, or a copy editor, I'm I am not looking necessarily really hard for grammatical errors. Like if I notice them, of course I'm going to change them, but I am not reading for that. If I know that it's going to go to somebody else and that there's going to be like someone else who's going to be looking for those more particular final draft things, I am reading for sentences and words and things like that. But after the copy editor, and if you get a proof that it's going to go to publication that you have to okay, at that point, I am definitely more looking at very specific, like trying to read almost word by word to make sure that you're not missing anything or that there wasn't something overlooked. Mm
1: -hmm. Do you find that when you do print it out or read it on your Kindle, do you find like you're able to go through it quickly or do you really give yourself the time to like read it really slowly?
0: Well, I am really impatient, so (laughs) (laughs) I start... With good intentions and reading very slowly and methodically. And I do worry sometimes. Like, I I have to catch myself and stop myself and give myself the time and, like, do it another day to make sure that I'm going through the entire manuscript with as much intention as I started with. Yeah. Which is definitely more important if you are actually putting it out into the world after that versus sending it to an agent that you know is also going to go to a publisher that's going to go to their copy editor, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Sometimes I find that I get kind of swept away in my stories. Like Mm -hmm. when I'm reading and I forget that I'm reading with purpose and like, Oh, I'm like enjoying this little chapter I wrote, which is a great feeling. You know, you want your readers to feel that, but Mm -hmm. it also kind of defeats the purpose of, you know, what you're trying to do.
0: Right. I also, um, have tried to read out loud, which I think is another thing we hear. And it is, again, perhaps because I'm impatient or because I'm a really quick reader in my head and you can't be that quick of a reader when you're reading out loud. I think maybe that's part of it, but it drives me bonkers to read out loud. But I try to take that and like read sentence by sentence by sentence and to like focus on the sentence instead of, just reading the paragraph um so i i think the further along that you are and how finished a draft you have narrowing in on like you know first you're looking at chapters and then you're looking at scenes inside of chapters and then you're looking at the page or the conversation and then you're just looking at one paragraph so like narrowing down more and more as you are more comfortable with the story and the character arcs and you know which we're not talking about today so Joanna and I, for these episodes,
1: we have like little notes to remind ourselves of like talking points and stuff. And behind Read Out Loud, Joanna wrote, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's Absolutely. Some of her thoughts, yeah. <laughs> I, I do read out loud, not all the time, but I do read out loud. What I found, though, is more helpful is when someone else reads my story out loud. Have you ever had anyone like read your story to you? No, there's an app for that.
0: I just recently learned. Oh. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. The reason I like it is because then it's easier to hear what trips people up. Yes. Yeah. So so I find that a little bit more helpful than reading my own because I know we brought this up before. But when it's your own, you kind of like know what the next sentence
0: is or the next exactly. thought or things like that. Mm-hmm. So especially at that point. You've read it so many times that your brain does know exactly what's coming next. So that's the problem is you have to slow yourself down enough to not be paying attention to what's coming next.
1: Yeah, because yeah. sometimes I'll read and I'll say like out loud like what I meant to write, mm-hmm. th- even though that's not necessarily like the line of dialogue that I did write. Right. I'm just like, oh yeah,
0: but I don't always catch it, you know? Because right. I just keep going and right. that kind of thing. Yes, I should probably invest in that app since I hate reading out loud so much. But see, knowing me, I would probably get impatient and like speed the app up if you can do that. You know how you can do that when you're like listening to a book or something and then it would go too fast and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to catch it anyway. I'm also kind of (laughs) terrible at listening to things. Like it's, I don't think that my mind wanders, but I will realize that, you know, 10 minutes have gone by and I have no idea what was said like I wasn't really paying attention. So definitely more visual that way than I am audio.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. I feel like that app would be really interesting for the beginnings of your novels. I do listen to a lot of audiobooks and the thing that I have the biggest trouble with is like getting into the audiobook. So like the <laughs> first like two to five minutes, a lot of it is I'm like, who's what and where? And like what time period are we in and what's going on? Like that kind of thing. So I feel like having an app where it reads your own like first chapter mm-hmm. could kind of maybe catch like if you're starting your chapter in the right place or anything like that. So, yeah, another um, thing that I do when I am working on my finished or final draft is I and I really love this. I don't know why, but I like to search and find what I call fluff words so that well, I just said one. So like that is a very common one. Just. Just, yeah, is a really common one. Uh, Exclamation points, it's not a fluff word, but mm. it's definitely punctuation that should be used very sparingly. Agreed. Yes. So just doing a search and find for all of those. Because I just find like it just really is a concrete thing that just like tightens the prose in your novel. So for me, I'm just like,
0: ah, I love deleting. I also you know? think, um, as an editor, I also feel like every writer has different writer ticks sort of that's what I call them your writer ticks and I mean fluff words you know there's certain words that editors or that writers just really like to use again and again and again whether someone is like throwing just all over the place or likes all over the place which is necessary you need some likes
1: yeah for me that word is still mm-hmm. I love using the word still
0: mm-hmm. I really like m dashes I use too many oh, m dashes mm-hmm. try to control myself but <laughs>
1: Yeah, and and to kind of go along with searching and deleting fluff words, I also like to take out unneeded, like, to be verbs. So an example of that would be if you have a sentence that is, she was sitting on the couch drinking coffee. I will take out the was and change it to the, like, kind of more active, like, she sat on the couch drinking coffee. Just kind of make it a little bit more active. This is a thing, though, I don't do...
0: All the time, right I think sometimes yeah. there's a place for that mm-hmm. for the was sitting, yeah, but you have to know why you're doing it right and that you're mm-hmm. choosing it instead. and yeah. those th- and that's sort of a distancing verb to some extent, right like mm-hmm. and just in case anyone is uncertain what we mean by distancing verbs, it's like when you say "I saw or I watched or something like that where you're where if you're um, in close POV, the reader will assume that you saw or you watched. You can just go straight to, I, you know, instead of, I saw Genevieve drinking her coffee, you just say Genevieve drank her coffee or was drinking her coffee, mm-hmm. depending.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I feel like one time I did hear someone say that they read their books backwards sentence by sentence. And my note on that was, what? Why? <laughs> I think to disengage the sentence from the context so that you are like I mean that's like heavy duty line edits right there right you are really looking at the sentence in and of itself
1: <laughs> yeah if any of our listeners do this definitely let us know in and let us know and you can yeah. have your own interview episode <laughs> yeah. that's interesting advice yeah I don't, I don't know if that would work for me. Yeah. And then I think kind of like my last piece of advice, which Joanne already mentioned um, a little bit, was, yeah, just finding as many critique partners, beta readers, you know, kind of friends to to read it and catch any little things that you missed.
0: Any little bits. Yeah. Every new eye is a
1: fresh eye. And it's true. So, yeah, I think that about wraps up all of our advice for uh, the final steps we go through for coming a finished draft. On our next episode, we are going to be talking about revising based on feedback and kind of how you approach handling feedback and then incorporating it into your story.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of A Novel Ending Podcast. If you're a fan of the show, please help us spread the word by leaving a rating and review and by sharing this episode with your community. And make sure to check out our website a to learn more about what other services we offer. Happy revising!